there, and welcome once again to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. As a matter of fact, this is our 20th episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. It's amazing. I'm Tom. I'm also here with my lovely, gorgeous wife, Michelle. Hello. You're so sweet, baby. We're so lucky to be with you again today. Uh, We are recording this on Sunday, October 14th. 2018. Again, this is our 20th episode. I didn't really think we'd maybe get past two, four episodes, right, something like that. Exactly. 20 episodes is amazing. So, uh, so cool uh, that you've joined us and we're gaining listeners every week and we really appreciate that. However you found us today, in the future you can find us on 1057max.com under the Max Plus tab as well as on the Max FM app. You can also find us on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us and we'll come right to your phone or device whenever we have a new episode. You'll know it. It'll come right to your phone, right to your tablet, whatever you may have, whatever you uh, listen to us on. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music and new this week, we have another way you can find us. We are now on Spotify. Wow, the big time now. big time. <laughs> we are on, you know, if you listen to a lot of music on Spotify, well, you can also find our podcast right there on Spotify. Just one more way you can find us. We're so happy to be with Spotify. That's kind of cool. It is cool. And it is really exciting that it is our 20th show. And we really love hearing from everybody. And it's also amazing and fun to see that we have listeners all over the world. Yeah. That, that just gonna, blows my mind. I'm going to get to that in just a second here. <laughs> uh, going back, to, if you uh, get a chance and can give us a quick rating or review, it uh, really helps people that love Disney just like you find our podcast. So, you know, do that. Tell your friends. Uh, it really will help us in so many ways. Now, back to that funny story about <laughs> uh, us being global. We've already been global. We, I've seen places like we've had Brazil downloads. We've had uh, from the United Kingdom, Canada, Mexico, uh, Russia. Lots of places have downloaded us in the past. But this week was a really interesting week for us. <laughs> yes. Really, really funny week. Uh, I, I usually, we, we rec- almost always record these podcasts on Sundays. And so we record them. I upload them. Usually it's up around 2 30-ish, something like that in the afternoon. And then before I hit the hay that night, I'll just kind of take a look and see, because I can look and see how many people have downloaded us. And it always makes me happy to see that so many people downloaded us right Right. away. We have a nice number. It was about the average number. I went to bed, woke up early the next morning and looked at the number in the morning, because I like to do that too. It had jumped by more than 10 times what we normally get in in that period. Really weird. I was like, what the heck happened here, you know? What is going on? So as it turns out, what happened is that, if you remember last week's episode, if you did happen to listen to it, if not, you should go back and listen to it. It's one of my favorite episodes, as a matter of fact. Um, Go back, and we talked about this uh, K-pop band, a Korean pop band, Called NCT 127. Is that correct? I still don't know if it's 127 or 127. Right. I'm not sure either, but I did research them a little bit more. They are really interesting. And I have to say, I love watching them on YouTube too. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're amazing. They're fun. <laughs> they are. They are fun. Anyways, I digress from your conversation. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, anyway, so uh, I guess somebody that kind of helps market them within the States or actually around the world kind of picked up on our tweets uh, telling people that, um, you know, our new episode was out. And and, you know, obviously it was tagged with Mickey 90, which was the tag, which was the hashtag uh, for the show. And all these people knew that they had appeared on that show. So it went out, it got tweeted and retweeted like a hundred plus times. It got, it got liked a hundred plus times and our podcast got listened to so many times, but mostly to that two minute segment where we <laughs> talked about this band. But we told you last week and how 
crazy the crowd went when this band came on. Right. So it was just kind of funny. We have this, it's so funny because our numbers are, you know, sometimes they're a little bit better. Sometimes they're not quite as good, but they're usually right around the same amount for week one. This week spiked. It was just a huge download week. And if there anybody, if we kept any of those people out there, if you've joined us and are listening to us again, thank you so much. We're happy to have you with us. Absolutely. And it, it's, it, like you said, it was really fun seeing that spike up and it, it goes to show what we were trying to describe at our last podcast is just how much love is out there for this this group and the k-pop group so um we love it we love them and um thanks again for for checking us out and i hope you join us and continue to join us yeah we love them even more now after absolutely that's that crazy that was really good that was that really was fun awesome. was, it was a fun like monday tuesday wednesday about absolutely. that and then it kind of you know mellowed out a little bit but it was a fun <laughs> couple days for sure uh, i talked about our uh, social media uh we you can we want to be an interactive show, so if you ever want to contact us and or if you want to follow us along on any of our tweets, any of our postings on Facebook or whatever, here's where you can find us. On Twitter, we're on at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, we're at at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can email us if you ever want to contact us, send us a note, say hi, give your own tip. If you have something, if you want something uh, for us to share in the show, feel free to email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com and as well as the 1057max.com website. Uh, we are also have our own website, which is Hyperion Adventures, Hyperion Adventures Podcast.com. It's such a long name that sometimes I just mix it up. I know, no, that's great. And uh, you said you want this to be an interactive. It is an interactive. We've been getting some great things all along. And even like you're saying, it's our 20th show, but we've already had some great feedback. Uh, we've had some questions from people. We've had people on the show, people interviewed on the show. Mm-hmm. So we really want to continue all that uh, interaction with everybody and we love it so we do really want to encourage people if you haven't already reached out to us please get in touch with us because we love it. Absolutely. And there, as a matter of fact, we will be uh, having some comments from some listeners today on our show that we'll be going over as to uh, our main topic. Before we get to our main topic, I just want to tell you we have lots of stuff coming up for you today. Uh, we have our quick thoughts on Star Wars Resistance uh, that we debuted uh, last week. The second episode is tonight. Uh, we have a bunch of park news. There was a ton of park news this week, both from the Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney World Resort. We'll get to that in a few minutes, but before for that, we have to get to our main topic. Every week we have one main topic, that, or maybe two, but usually a, a one big topic. And this week's main topic, we're continuing our favorite, our five favorite things series. And this time, our five favorite things is going to be our five favorite things on a Disney cruise. That's right. And it's pretty appropriate. I don't think I said that right. Apropos. Apropos, yeah. Appropriate, apropos. <laughs> right. Something like that. <laughs> um, but anyways, that the Disney Wonder is in port here in yeah. San Diego with us. And uh, so that was kind of fun seeing that happen today as well. Absolutely, yeah. We saw we were trying to scour the web for some webcams down at the uh, San Diego Harbor, the San Diego Bay, to try and uh, see the wonder down there because we always love it when she's in town. And every once in a while, we'll actually just drive down there just to take a look at her because she's such a beautiful, beautiful ship. Absolutely. So, so if you haven't, we've we've done the five favorite things before, and if you don't know how we approach this, what we do is Michelle and I make two separate lists, our each of our five favorite things uh, for whatever subject we're covering. And today it's Disney Cruise. Uh, We have not talked about it. Uh, I tend to think that we'll be kind of on the same wavelength on this, but not always. These are some things we rank higher than others. But it'll be interesting as we go along to count down our 
top five favorite things and see where we're going. If you have favorite things about uh, Disney Cruises and want to send it to us, we can always talk about it next week on uh, the show as well. But let's quickly get to our five favorite things on a Disney cruise. We're going to go back and forth, and we'll start with number five, and Michelle is going to start with her number five, her fifth favorite thing aboard a Disney cruise. Well, thank you, honey. Okay, my number five is pin trading. So it's all over the ship and it's in various stores and and obviously among the different people on board the ship too. Um, But what's really neat about it is because it is at the different shops, you can go throughout the day multiple times and you're going to see a variety of other pins because other people are doing that throughout the day as well. Um, And then they also have one main pin trading event. Uh, It's called the Officer's Pin Trading Party. And holy moly, (laughs) people do come out for that. And it's amazing to see that. Um, But you can really score some really great, uh, unique pins there that you may have really been wanting or complete a set. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that on one of our cruises, I started and completed a set on that one cruise. So yeah. that was really fun to do. So pin trading would be my number five. What yeah. about you? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to talk about your pin trading okay. thing. Uh, first of all, it, the officers pin trading is pretty cool uh, because they do. The officers will have, you know, they'll have some basic pins out there. Some of the ones you'll see a lot. But every once in a while, that one of them will have a really nice pin. Uh, some of the ones that, you know, you actually pay a lot of money for right. and they put them on there on purpose to draw people there. It used to be, we used to go to the officers pin trading and it wasn't a big deal. There were a few people there trading pins or whatever, but now it's crazy. Crazy. I mean, it really is. Uh, right. There's a lot more interest in pin trading uh, out there. I usually act as Michelle is the one who does the pin trader in our family. I kind of I don't really do it that much. I have pins, but I don't trade that much. Uh, she is big into pin trading, so I usually scout out for. Her. I'm like, honey, over here, you got to get this one over here. It's what I my job That's, usually. And is. you do it really well, yeah. and I appreciate that. Um, but what's great about it is that uh, because it's you know it's it is similar to what you do at the parks, but because it's such a compact area on the ship. Uh, you only have a few shops to go to. It, it's much easier to find uh, what you're looking for and make the, the few stops throughout the day when you want to check. Right, exactly, exactly. They're always different. They also, a lot of times in one of the main shops, there will have a book of all the pins. So if right. you're guys kind of looking for, you know, combinations of pin, all the pins that have been released uh, throughout the years, uh, the hidden Mickey pins that, uh, you know, re- really come from a lot of the, the uh, cast members, uh, you can find on in that book. And really, you know, if you're searching for something, you can kind of look what... Uh, how to fill out that group, what other ones right. you need to find to if you're trying to complete the collection. That's that's true. That's a good point. And that's how on that one cruise that I did do a complete set, I wasn't sure what was what consisted of the complete set. So that, that was a helpful book to have and be able to know then, oh, okay, I'm looking for the Mickey ears with piglet on it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, really good. Um, like I said, it was not on my list because I'm not the pin trader you are, but uh, I know you right. love it. Every time we go on a Disney cruise, man, she is in those shops checking those pins all the time. Like, well, what are we going to do now? Well, first we need to stop by and check the pins, and then we're going to the pool. That's right. First we're going to stop by and check the pins, and then we're going to trivia. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of that kind of thing. Uh, my f- number five favorite thing on a Disney cruise is the nights of your dinner dining rotation that are in Animator's Palette. That is, to me, the best of the dining rooms you go to. It 
for families, just for entertainment involved. It's dinner and a show always wrapped up into one thing. It's always a fun experience. It's almost always interactive. Uh, it really gets the kids involved. If, if you're a big family with, with children and everything, they can enjoy it too. It's always very colorful and interesting to see how the room changes. I'm not going to give away any spoilers to it because if you haven't been in there, you, those of you who've been there, you know what happens in there. But if you haven't been in there, it really is truly experience. Uh, it's really, really fun. It's, it's one of my favorite dining room and it's probably going to be your kid's favorite dining room. I'll tell you that right now. Well, as you mentioned early on, we we were probably going to have some overlap. So I actually did rate that one a little higher. But interestingly, on that one, which is I had at number three, I also have a tie with that. So I, I can save okay, that one for my tie on number three. Three and three A and three B. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But you're right. The special entertainment at Animator's Palette, um, especially if you're on a cruise that is seven day or longer, mm-hmm. then you'll have that second special sh- pa- Animator's Palette show. And... Um, you're right. We don't want to give anything away. It's a fun experience to have and be, you know, in the surprised moment. But we do want to say, have your phone set to video as yeah. the meal is coming and to And be an there end. early. Don't be the person that gets into the dining room 20 minutes late. I mean, sometimes that's, that's fine. Uh, usually it's kind of holds people up. It's not a great idea to be there late. But right. yeah, try not to even be five minutes. Try and be there as early as possible because... Um, I'm not going to give it away, but you want to be there early. I'm just going to say that. That's uh, right. And, yeah. and the uh, serving crew is really working hard to make some things happen very quickly there. And so it's easier if they can keep everything moving along. Yeah. So. Especially if you're sharing a table with other people that you, know, you just don't want to hold them up either. So just a good idea to be there as close to on time. I know it's tough to get your family up and rustled up a lot of times, especially right. when you're at like, or like the early uh, seating. That can be a little tough. But for the animator's palette night, you really want to try if you can because there's a lot of special things that comes along with it that's our fifth favorite things about disney cruise line michelle what's your number four favorite thing about disney Uh, cruise okay my number four is kind of very broad it's entertainment variety Mm. so whether you're talking about movies or the shows or cooking demos they're all great and there's just so much about a disney cruise that has that they have to offer. And I want to say that even sometimes the motion of the ship can make some of these things even (laughs) enhancing the experience. And right. So like, for example, one time watching uh, Star Wars Force Awakens and it wasn't bad seas or anything like that. It was pretty mild to moderate. I think it was actually relatively high seas if I remember. I didn't go because uh, I I tend to be a little prone to seasickness. Uh, That's true. And it's, it's, uh, I can, I'm I'm usually fine. I I, take medication for it. I'm usually fine. not a big deal, but I don't like to do anything that's going to exacerbate it. So sure. I let her go to this movie in 3D uh, <laughs> with about, I don't know, it was 15 foot seas or something like that, you know, while well, yeah, I just relaxed and read. Mild to moderate. Yeah, mild to moderate, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it really made um, it really a little bit more exciting, not scary or anything like that. Um, just sometimes the, the movement synchronized with what was going on the, the screen. So that made it exciting. But just that the fact that they have so much entertainment there and you know for example on the larger ships they have the uh detective games and so that's really you know so much fun no matter what age you are there you know and i know that kind of sounds cliche but it really there is a lot of things for everybody and even you know just being a kid and doing some of those kid things are it's oh, yeah. enormously fun on it. Uh, we've, we've caught you doing the detective game a couple oh, yeah. times on this show. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's a lot the of technology fun. is amazing. It's and for it is everybody. A lot of fun. It's, for the, right. it's for the kids and the kids at heart to, right. to play those things. And it's really entertaining. Really exactly. entertaining. Uh, I actually, some of that stuff is one of my higher uh, mm-hmm. ranks, but I'll get to that later. My number four favorite thing on a Disney cruise is Pirate Night. Arr. <laughs> Uh, it's such a fun day all around. The whole day is just wonderful. There's all sorts of pirate activities. There's pirate movies playing. A lot of times it's Pirates of the Caribbean or uh, Peter Pan or whatever. Lots of pirate meet and greets throughout the day. All the characters are in their pirate outfits uh, during the day. Uh, You know, the the dinner menu is pirate-themed, which is always a lot of fun. Right, and that's at all of the dining locations. Right, it's all the same menu. That's the one one of the nights that it's the same menu on all the locations. Um, and then you, you, it all concludes, it wraps up the day, a fun day. Everybody gets dressed up. Not everybody, but many people get dressed up. Many more than used to be. I remember we used to be one of the few people that got right. dressed up. Now there's people like, out, everybody has to outdo themselves. <laughs> These crazy pirate costumes that are coming in. You know, some people, they give you bandanas and a few things you can pick up if you want at the shops or whatever. And you, you can still kind of do the pirate thing without bringing the big pirate costume. And it's still a lot right. of fun. But it is also a lot of fun to, for everybody to get totally decked out. You know, it's like another Halloween Absolutely. night or whatever you want to call right. it. It's really fun. All wraps up with the uh, fireworks and the show at the end of the night. And then there's a, a another buffet because you need more food <laughs> after that. Uh, that is really good spread as well. Uh, it's just it's just a fun day all the way across and finishing up with a really wonderful uh, evening out on deck. Right. And, you know, in case you boarded and you didn't have your pirate gear with you or let's say one of your kids left part of their costume at home, not to worry. They do have on board at the stores a lot of uh, supplies for oh, yeah. the pirates that are out there. They're ready for seeking. you. They're ready for you. <laughs> exactly. And, but yeah, that is a great And one. they do give you free bandanas. If you haven't been on a Disney cruise before, they do give you free bandanas. So even if you don't bring anything, if you weren't expecting it, there is a little something so you can That's play right. along with the pirate fun. Uh, but it's a, it's a great time. It's a great time. That, yeah, that is a great yeah. number four. I so, didn't even have it on my list. But what? That is, I know, what? I know, but Pirate that's a great night? one. I know. Uh, so that's my number four uh, favorite thing on a Disney cruise. Now we're on to number three. So, Michelle, what's your number three thing on board a Disney cruise? Okay. And as I mentioned, I had two number threes. It's so oh, yeah. random that I had that one. Right. I forgot you already have one. <laughs> I know, that, but that animator's palette mm-hmm. special show or second show. But my my, my three alternate was alone time spa treatment, which I know I spoke about last yeah. time, oh, yeah. but that it really is a special spa treatment, you know, um, that you really get to have like 90 minutes that you are just able to totally decompress for anything that might be going on in your life or whatever. And it is amazing. And especially on the Disney cruise, it's, they do an awesome job making that to be so special. So. I would say that would be any spa treatment, I guess, could be in my number three. But that one is the one that comes to mind as, you know, a little bit better than I've had several other ones. This one, because it has multiple um, treatments and just some additional um, nice amenities to it, Mm -hmm. I put that as my best spa I know, treatment. I know you always look forward to that. Yes. And uh, yeah, I don't do the spa treatments. Michelle does, and that's great for her. She deserves it. She works very hard, <laughs> and she deserves that alone time. My alone time is when she's at the spa treatment, I'll sit and read a book uh, a lot right. of times, whether it be by the pool, or the usually the Quiet Cove pool, the adult pool, or sometimes on our own balcony, or just in our cabin, just depending on what the weather's like and everything else. That's kind of, she gets alone time, I get alone time, and then we come back together, and we talk about it, and we have a great time together. Exactly. So, a lot of fun. My number 
number three thing aboard a Disney cruise is actually a stop on a Disney cruise. That is Castaway Key, mm. which really could be a lot higher. It could be my number right. one thing, except for we do a lot of cruises. We're not always going to Castaway Key, but I love it whenever we do have an itinerary that goes there. Um, when we coast, we're on the West Coast base, so we, we do a lot of sailings with Disney Cruise on the West Coast. Obviously, Castaway Key is not there. We've done a few other Caribbean cruises that Castaway Key doesn't necessarily uh, get hit, but we look forward to it whenever we can. We still want to do one of the double dips that goes there twice right, because that's exactly. how good it is. Uh, it's the best beach day you'll ever have. Um, uh, well, maybe not ever have, but it's one of the, it definitely the best beach day you'll have on a Disney cruise for sure, by far. It's just like the ship. It's separated into three sections, children, families, adults. So if you, know, if you want to get that quiet time, there's a nice quiet adult beach. You want to get the whole family together. If you want to have the kids have some young uh, fun, you know, there's a kids area. Um, we've been to a few of uh, the different different. Uh, cruise lines, private destinations, right. whether it be an island, uh, peninsula, whatever they want to call them, it doesn't compare. Right, uh, Castaway Key is amazing, and it's all the people you've seen on the ship, all the even the crew members, all the cast members from the ship will go into that port and they'll be manning all the food stations and all the different activities and right. everything else. So it's it's not like these different people that you don't know uh, out there on board. It's all the people you've seen aboard the ship. It's just a it's just a really great day. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, you know, having lived on coastal cities uh, for most of my life and, and some of the m- most beautiful beaches, uh, I would still say this Going to that beach and going to Castaway Key is really phenomenal, and I totally agree with you. That's a great one, and yeah, it could be higher in some people's list for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if I, if we if all we did was sail some of the three day, four days, uh, you know, some of the ones off of port out of Port Canaveral all the time, where we're going there regularly, uh, it would be easily number one. But just right. because we we do several Disney cruises that don't go there. That's why it's number three, but I also have, I mean, this was a tough list. I, I'm going to yeah. go through a bunch of things at the end of this that almost made the list that didn't, uh, but it was a tough list, but it definitely warrants being in the top three for sure. Absolutely. On to number two. Michelle, what is your number two thing aboard a Disney cruise? The sail away party. Ooh. Yes. Um, as you've mentioned, uh, we've been on other cruise ships too, and by far the Disney cruise sail away party is the number one. It is the best. Um, it really does make sure everybody's involved and that they know it is the start of an amazing vacation. Mm-hmm. So. That's it. You're on vacation. That's the theme of it. You're on vacation. Cut loose. Have fun. Right. You're on vacation. Right. And, you know, and it, what's nice is, you know, it's it's really cool, obviously, when you first walk on the ship and, you know, it's like, ooh, I'm on a Disney cruise vacation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, and then you, you do the mandatory drill, which is fine. And then after that, you just cut loose and official vacation start at that wonderful fun sail away party it's so lively and a lot of you know characters come out and there's singing and dancing it's amazing great show and great vibes yeah it's really it really is a good time and it is really a good way to kick it off you know you're out there the kids are having fun they're dancing you're up there having fun dancing the show's going on they're talking about what's ahead of you you know the uh, the cruise director comes on spells out how much fun you're going to have on this ship and you know if you're like an adult beverage you know you're have an adult beverage in your hand. Usually if it's me, it's something with a big old umbrella and it's about the, you know, 
you know, the most least manly drink you can have, but I love it every time I'm on board at <laughs> Disney's ship. So right. it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I, yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick for number Thank two. You. Mine sort of relates to that. My number two uh, favorite thing aboard a Disney cruise are the evening shows mm-hmm. because no one does entertainment like Disney. You all know that out there and that includes Disney Cruise Line, the entertainment aboard Disney Cruise Line. You touched on it a little bit right. with a lot of the stuff they do. I'm, I'm specifically just talking about the evening shows here. Um, Depending on your ship, I'm just going to run down the shows depending on what ship you're on that you might see on board. If you're on The Wonder, you've got Frozen, a musical spectacular, Tangled, the musical on The Magic, Beauty and the Beast on The Dream, Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular on The Fantasy, Twice Charmed, an original twist on a timeless classic on The Magic, The Golden Mickeys, which has been a classic show for a long time aboard The Wonder and The Fantasy, Disney's Believe aboard The Fantasy and The Dream, Disney Wishes aboard The Fantasy, and Disney Dreams, an enchanted classic on the wonder and the magic, and that is my all-time favorite show. I never leave it without shedding <laughs> like 800 tears. Right, Because exactly. it all is, it's usually near the end of the sailing, so you're already like, oh, you know, we've had so much fun, it's over, but then it just touches your heart with so much, you know, right. Disney magic. Um, it's, it's really a wonderful show, but a lot of these are really great shows. That's right, and you know, when you hear... Um, companies or people say Broadway style shows Disney actually does mm-hmm. do that they live up to that claim for sure their uh, their shows are amazing impressive um, we've seen like some of the newer technologies that they're mm-hmm. using to really up their game and it makes it spe- even more spectacular cool puppetry and, they're doing now with oh, a lot yeah. of these shows yeah it's amazing yeah, it's really, really good stuff. Um, I, that's one thing. If you go on a Disney cruise, make sure you put the time out. You know, I know there's a lot to do on these Disney cruises. There's a lot. But make sure when some of these special shows are going on, the ones I've most mainly just named, right. you have to go see those. If you haven't been to see them before. I mean, some of them, you've, you know, if you've seen the Golden Mickeys eight times, you, maybe you don't need to see the Golden Mickeys again. Right. But if you haven't seen them, you should really go out and make the effort because they're so wonderful there's great shows that's true and if you're on longer cruises like we've been on a couple times uh and sometimes even some of the shorter cruises they also will bring aboard some special guests to perform a lot of times they're broadway stars we saw we were on the transatlantic cruise a couple years ago we said susan egan uh who was the original Belle on broadway and she also played meg and hercules and mandy gonzalez who's currently in hamilton on broadway but she's been in wicked she's been in the heights uh you know and they performed for us so a lot of times there's some other great uh special Special shows as well on some of these cruises. Right, right, absolutely. So that was a good one. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, so absolutely, that are our, th- those are our number two favorite things aboard a Disney cruise. On to the big ones, the number one favorite things we have aboard a Disney cruise. Michelle, what is your number one? Drum roll. Trivia games. Ah! <laughs> Absolutely. And and maybe it's my competitive nature, but they do an amazing job of making trivia games a lot of fun. And they have such a variety. You know, they hit everything that you, you know, for everybody. So they'll have some that are like Disney trivia, Disney movie trivia, or Disney music, TV, TV theme songs. Mm -hmm. But our favorites. Because you do so well. We're going to brag a little bit here in a second. Yes, is 80s music. That's right. 
That's right. I'm going to brag here. Last time we were on Disney Cruise, yep, I nailed the 80s music yes. trivia. I got By every himself. single one right. Perfect score. <laughs> Nailed a good old gift bag full of stuff. Right. And that was a that was a good time. That yeah. Good, I mean, it's funny thing is I've tried several times and come like one short of winning it. You know, usually it's myself and Michelle, and there'll be a group of like six people that they're voting or you know chiming in for theirs, and right. they'll they'll end up beating me by one or two songs. But this one had it perfect. No one was beating me. Right. Uh, it was great. So and yes, there was yes, I'm bragging. Four people in our group, and you did. Each one of them, so. you got every single one right. So, Even yes. the bonus scores. <laughs> to- totally bragging, but yes. I, <laughs> but yeah, I, the trivia games are a lot of fun. Right. They're, you know, they're they're great whether you're doing it with your family mm-hmm. or if you're doing the adult um, only ones. Then those are fun too. But yeah, if you go on a Disney cruise, which I strongly urge you to do, is make sure you catch. A trivia game. Another one of our favorites is uh, they do this one where they have the uh, piano player there, and he'll piano play oh, right, yeah. the music, uh, the Disney music trivia. Right. And so he'll play like a, just a little part of it. It's not it's not the actual number. It's just him playing on the piano, and you have to try and figure out what song it is. And they they usually ask right. some sort of trivia question to go on there if there's a bonus point off of each one. Right. Uh, that's one of our favorite ones to do as well. So. That's good. I like the trivia. It didn't make my list, but it did make my other things that are my favorite things aboard a Disney cruise. Uh, My number one thing aboard a Disney cruise is something kind of simple. It's the little magical moments that you can only get aboard a Disney cruise. Absolutely. Uh, That moment, we've talked about this in the past, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't had it happen before, but you all who've been on Disney cruise know the moment you first walk on board the ship is like you, you get chills just yeah. thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I'm getting choked up. Um, I, stupid me. <laughs> you know, when you're walking down the corridors and you turn the corner and there's Belle or there's Mickey or there's uh, Goofy or right. whatever, you know, just little things that are just make your day. You know, you're not even planning on it. It's happening. Like, your child's there and, you know, turns the corner and there's Minnie Mouse in, in front of him or her. You right, know, And right. just see their, your child's face light up exactly. and squeal sometimes at the enjoyment of being so lucky to see this uh, this character in front of them. Absolutely. Uh, it's just kind of things like that that only happen aboard Disney Cruise. The the, uh, the, the service you get on board a Disney right. Cruise, the, uh, the cast members, the crew members, they they are so good and they they really want to accommodate you and they do they take those extra steps and i'm going to talk about uh, something from one of our uh one of our listeners here in just a second that really uh, will kind of show this a little bit as well um it's just really special pixie dust moments that really make yourself it's really really it's like you know there's a lot of cruise ships that have some great service but nothing nothing beats disney cruise lines service and those little magical moments you find absolutely and you know it just continues every day that you're there you're feeling that in there but like you said the crew members are amazing you know um they're very attentive to things that you know you you might just take for granted like if a child is trying to get a pizza and they can't quite carry maybe two plates or their plate in a in a drink they're going to go out there and help them and that may be the person who is painting you know has nothing to do with with the food service part it's just they're all in it to make everybody's vacation special. Yeah, and they do a great job of it. Absolutely. I mean, really, like I said, it is the best of all the crew. We've been on uh, four different cruise lines, including Disney Cruise. Um, the service on Disney Cruise is so much better. Oh, eventually, we're going to go through and kind of compare because all these Disney Cruise, all all these Disney Cruise, all these cruises do things well. They do things different things well, um, but Disney Cruise just has some a few things uh, that they do extra specially. 
Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so some of our listeners also chimed in on their favorite things. We just got down with our five favorite things, and we'd like to hear your five favorite things or just your favorite thing uh, if you want to contact us. So you can find us on all the ways we talked about at the beginning of the show, and we'll t- go about them again at the end of the show. But feel free to, to contact us, and we may bring them up uh, on next week's show as well. But here's what we already have from a couple of our listeners. Uh, OG Hyperion Adventurer Amy chimed in. She said, there's so many wonderful things. Here's one of my favorites, the Oceaneer Club, the Oceaneer Lab. We travel with just our immediate family, so on typical vacations, we're all together all the time. On DCL, my son adores the Oceaneer Club and willingly willingly runs to explore a new Star Wars game, meet a unique character, or just let loose and explore. It's his vacation, too, and this gives him some independence that's hard to find at his age otherwise. For us parents, it's a relief to have such a safe, trusted space for my son, she says, I don't leave him anywhere <laughs> uh, where I know he's having a blast and we can go relax or see a movie on board. It's rare for me to sit still on a vacation. So going to the adults only pool deck with a drink and a sea view is heaven. May better because I don't have, quote, mommy guilt, end quote, that my son is elsewhere and I know he's having a blast. With with the awesome setup and schedule aboard DCL, we are able to balance this alone, quote, alone, end quote, a time for each of us with tons of awesome family time and adventures. So I, I, yeah, I agree with those. Totally things. agree. Yeah. yeah. Because go ahead. Because they, you know, really do a great job of having things that as a family you're all doing together and enjoying it. But then both parents and kids can also have a little bit of separate time that is totally fun and like she says, not no guilt. Right. Absolutely. And it does give you that chance that, you know, if you want to go out to a special dinner at Palo or if you're on the Fantasy of the Dream, if you want to go to Remy, uh, you know, really live it up. You know, the, you know, your kids are well taken care of. You know, they're going to eat fine. They're going to have right. a good time. They're going to be enjoying it. They won't miss you for a couple hours while you're away having a good time. So. So I couldn't agree more. Um, another note, and this goes back to the, the little magical moments I was talking about earlier. Right. We got another uh, Hyperion Adventurer, Megan, who sent us a note saying DCL is the only Disney vacation my husband loves, and it's because there's something for everyone. What makes the cruise for us is the service. We talked about the service already. Right. First cruise we took, we had a, a shy, just about three-year-old. Our dining, uh, our dining staff drew her out of her shell immediately, dubbed her Squeaky Princess Piper. <laughs> so cute. That is cute. And the entire staff, not just the ones assigned to us, would greet us uh, would greet her at the entrance to the dining room from uh, dining room every night with great fanfare. At our table every night, they had a bowl of her favorite cut up cucumbers and tomatoes waiting for her. Those are one of those things that right. we've talked about. Uh, the staff will get to know what you like, and they will, if you they want, if you think they're gonna you're gonna want it every night, they'll have it ready for exactly. you every night. Um, they had a waiting for her. I think she went home actually believing she was a prince, princess. Aww, so that is so, so cute. Yeah. That is so cute. So um, lastly, she put in, I love that DC allows my little ones to visit other countries in an easy, stress-free way that they love. I don't have to worry about languages, safety, customs, etc. with a tiny, tiny, you know, a little tiny, tiny little right. child. But now she has a taste of adventure and loves other cultures. And when she is older, she'll be ready to deal with all of the above. I wouldn't cruise any other line with kids. Right. So. Absolutely. And it is a great way to, you know, whether you're talking little kids or whether you're talking kids that are a little older, to have them experience, you know, that the educational part of a Disney cruise line of going to other countries yeah. and, and really just 
experiencing differences throughout the world, but in a very safe environment. Yeah, Disney does a great job of making sure when they go to any of these ports. As a matter of fact, they, they took Mexico off the itinerary for a while because Mexico wasn't particularly safe for a while there. Right, you know, they right. stopped going, uh, doing a lot of sailings to Mexico so much. Um, but now it's it's a little bit safer, so they're back. But they always want to be sure that they're good with that. They don't want to put families in harm's way when you're going to some of these countries. So, right. um, you know, they, they check out their excursions really well, making sure they're family-friendly for everybody. If it's not, if it's just for adults, they'll tell you it's just for adults. But a lot of them, they want it to be a family friendly so you're ready to go and Disney Cruise does that the best of uh, you know they they most of the cruise lines do a good job right, of checking right. out their uh, different shore excursions oh, but yeah. Disney does the best to hit everybody across the board that could be sailing with them absolutely um, so one more thing we, we did, uh, we, since this is all about Disney Cruise this week, we kind of were curious as to what people's favorite Disney Cruise Line ship was. So we put a couple polls out there. We did one on Twitter. Uh, we did one on Facebook. So here's the poll results. It was easily, by far, the Disney Fantasy was wow. there. Uh, people's favorite ship, which we sailed on. Right. Coming in second was the Disney Dream. So the newer ships are kind of getting more votes out right. there than anybody else. Followed by, it was a tie between the Disney Magic and the Disney Wonder. So it's kind of the older ships. Maybe not seeing as much love, although we will. I will tell you that we love the Disney Wonder. It's right. our favorite it ship. Uh, it wasn't my first Disney cruise ship I sailed on. I, we both, I believe, our first Disney cruises were aboard the Magic, right? When we're together, yeah. Well, also, didn't you, before you met me, sail on the Disney Magic, like on its, its inaugural year or very yes, close I did, to it? Yeah, I've, I've done both of the older ships on their inaugural year. Yeah, so um, so you were you sailed on that one first. And as, I mean, we've had some very other special moments right. uh, aboard uh, the Disney Wonder that really make it our favorite ship. But we also like the, you know, kind of, it's more compact. I mean, we love the, we haven't been on the Dream yet. That's the one we need to fill out, finish out the Grand Slam is be on the right. Dream. But we have been on the Fantasy. And we love a lot of the extra stuff on there. The the Aqueduct is, uh, you know, one of our favorite things. Right, and it's right. really cool. Um, but, it, the, just the size of it is just a. We just kind of like the, the intimate feel more on some of the older classic ships. I think. Right, right. I mean the the bells and whistles of like we said the detective game. I mean that's amazing and fun. And there's you know obviously more things. There's Remy's which we mm-hmm. love, um, also. But like you said, the the older ships are more intimate feeling, and mm-hmm. so that's very special to us. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, a couple of things from uh, some people that uh, contacted us. Uh, we have a quote here from Suzanne who says, I love the dream. We took a med cruise on Magic last summer, and that ship was fabulous. Um, the adult bars, piano bar specifically, was our fave. So it looks like she's a little, can't decide on which one she likes, right. but she said the dream right off the bat, so we're going to take it for the dream. Uh, Janice says it's the Disney Wonder. She's our OG and holds a special place in our heart. Uh, Amy says it's the Disney Dream. Uh, uh, Jeremy, it's the Wonder. Well, it was cruise number one, and so it's no number one forever. In uh, his heart, uh, the fantasy was our first. That says that's by Kaylee. Um, it was just so many of the great people that have uh, chimed in with us. Uh, they have they love Disney Cruise. They've right. sailed on all these ships. I, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these ships. You know, some may fit what you're kind of looking for more, but they're all wonderful ships. Exactly. And you know, the the one thing we want to also point out with the Disney Cruise Line is that they do have the the specialty seasonal cruises mm-hmm. you know and right now they're they have the halloween cruises which is so much fun 
for everybody, adults and kids being able to dress up and trick or treat and enjoy some of the other special decorations that are going on there. And, you know, the Christmas time is amazing. Right. Star Wars and Marvel days. Yep. I mean, there's just so many wonderful. So much good stuff. That, you know, you can, you can go on these cruise ships over and over because you can experience different, um, different things around even going on the same ship multiple times. One more note, because this person connect, connected with us on Twitter, and I wanted to get her in here. Is, uh, it's Vanessa, and it says, we have had the most magical cruises on the magic, which makes sense, magical yes. cruises on the magic, from 12-night meds back-to-back back Norway and Baltic. Wow, that sounds amazing. Back-to-back yeah. back Norway and Baltic. Wow. Adopt us. Yes. <laughs> Plus, I like the size and the reimagining over the years. Um, we right. did the magic on a transatlantic cruise a couple of years mm-hmm. back and really had a great time yes. aboard that ship. So um, here's some of the things that didn't quite uh, make the cut on my list. Um, I'll start with the, just the dining rotation in general. I, I love that we're going. you go to a different dining room every night, so it kind of freshens things right, up right. every evening you go through it. Every uh, dining room on these ships has a little bit of a different feel to it, and that's kind of cool. Um, the size of the staterooms. Um, they really great size of staterooms. They're very big. They know you're most of these people that are going to be boarding this are going to be families. So you're going to have a lot, you know, a lot of times it's two adults, two kids, whatever. Um, and especially the, the split bathrooms when you're all trying to get ready right. for dinner. So one person can be showering while another person is uh, doing their hair in the other uh, bathroom. Uh, really, really important and uh, really great. And the only place I've seen that is aboard uh, Disney Cruise Line. Um, other things we just you just talked about, the special days and cruises, the Star Wars Day at Sea, Marvel Day at Sea, Halloween on the High Seas, the Very Merry Time Cruises, right. all those. Um, we've done the Halloween on the High Seas, we've done the Star Wars Day at Sea, and we had a blast on both of those. The cream cheese filled cinnamon pretzel <laughs> that you can true. get is like, it's, one of the, it's not on the menu anywhere, but you usually find it like at the pizza place or whatever. You can ask around, you can find out for it when you're on the ship. It's one of the most amazing things, and every time we happen to get on board, we're like, we have to get one of those. Right, so absolutely. Yeah, good. that is good. And you just have to kind of be watching for it and asking for it and hoping for yeah, it. Hoping for it. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, another thing that they, I think they, I'm not sure if they have it. I don't think they have it on the fantasy and the dream, but on the wonder and the magic is the shawarma. Yes. I love the shawarma. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, and you can get it made uh, with done up however you want it with uh, different uh, items on it. It's right. really, really good. Yes. Uh, the beverage tasting sessions, we talked a little bit about that right. last week. Those were always a blast. Uh, the upscale dining, whether it's brunch or dinner at Palo or for a real splurge, uh, if you want to go up and do Remy on the Fantasy and the Dream, Remy, we've done it once and we've never had a dining experience yes, like that amazing, any place else. Amazing, so good. Amazing. Uh, Disney trivia talked about the Quiet Cove pool. If you just want to get some adult time, like if the kids are playing right. in the labs, whatever, uh, or the club, and you want to have some little time, the Quiet Cove pool is wonderful. These nice cushioned loungers. Right. Yeah. It's really nice and serene and peaceful. It's really great. Uh, Satellite Falls aboard the Dream and the mm-hmm. Fantasy. That's Love right. Satellite Falls. Another wonderful place to just yes. kind of sit and relax as the water just kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So very therapeutic. And of course, (laughs) I I don't know how this didn't make my list. It really probably should have made my list. Unlimited Mickey premium ice cream bars. All you want. You just order them. I want ice cream bars. Don't tell everybody. We need them for us. Mickey bar, Mickey bar, Mickey bar. We never go to bed without a Mickey bar when we're on the ship. So good. Yeah. Another nice thing that that didn't make our list is at the um, bar where you can do the, um, you know, I I don't know what you call it, surprise champagne pour. 
That's oh uh, yeah, you know. Yes, um, it's in the Cadillac Lounge on board. I know it's. I, I I think they do it on. I'm not sure if they what they do. I know on the Wonder, the Cadillac Lounge. But if you go in there, there's something on the menu where it's it's basically it's it it just has a, a set price there, and it'll just kind of it's if you just order a glass. They'll give you the glass at this price, and it could be, you know, they'll never give you something that isn't worth whatever you paid. But you could get something, depending on what they have open, that is. Like, you'd be paying $12 for a, a glass of wine that is a $24 glass of wine. Right. I mean, it, it could be. It's not always that way. You don't know what you're getting. Right. But a lot of times, you get a lot of value out of that. Exactly. Uh, so that's, exactly. Yeah, that that's should have a... been a tip. We should have saved that for a tip. <laughs> well, and another good thing that's on there is, um, especially if you are into sports, is all the, the sports theming and the sports events. If you're on board a ship when something uh, sports-wise is going on, that you're not going to miss out on it. And it's fun to get in a crowd of people with all different kind of uh, enthusiasm for yeah. the different sporting events. So that's that's something that's also enjoyable on the Disney cruise. Absolutely. absolutely. It's, there's something there for everybody, truly on a Disney cruise. Something for everybody, for sure. So that's it. That's our look at Disney Cruise Line for the week, our top five favorite things aboard a Disney cruise. Again, we'd love to hear from you and know what your favorite things are aboard the Disney cruise, along with uh, so many of our listeners that contacted us already and we shared with them. Um, let's move on here. We are That was a long segment. <laughs> let's move on. Let's just do a quick review of Star Wars Resistance from last week. We debuted it. We saw it last week, and... Um, I don't know about you, but I liked it a lot. I did. I did too. I did too. I, you know, wasn't sure about the animation, you know, because a lot of people were tweeting out some less than positive things and and but I wasn't swayed by that, obviously, but I did like it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really interesting um, technique that they used. It was really interesting how they used shadowing quite mm -hmm. a bit. It was oh, yeah. very prominent in, in there. Um, the story was good. I think that over time it's going to develop even more. The characters are very rich characters that you can see them really bringing a lot to the table for, you know, the, the Star Wars um you know, venues. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I, I did too. I mean, the animation, I ca I compare it to is like anime, but it was kind of a softened. And like anime can be a little harsh at times. Right. It was kind of a softened anime, but I like what you uh, talked about the shading and uh, different use of shadows and everything. Uh, I thought the story was interesting. You know, it still is kind of, it's mostly just, you know, setting the stage for right. what's to come. Uh, I liked a lot of the new characters. Uh, the animation, as you said, was better than expected. Right. Um, and, you know, I liked that they, Brought in some characters you know, you know, like you know, like um, Poe and uh, and BB-8. Uh, BB-8. Well, BB-8 is going to be around a lot, but I was mostly right. talking about uh, Poe Dameron and uh, General Organa. Right. And we're going to see a little bit more of these characters, but they didn't make them the focus. You know, they like we will have them in there just to kind of set the stage for all these new characters to, until you get to know these characters. But then we're kind of step back, and you know, we're not going to dominate this right, thing right. except for BB-8 kind of acting as the audience there, and that he's observe, observing everything that's going on. And we know you love BB-8, right, so absolutely. I know you're excited that BB-8 is going to be in this thing. Uh, I thought this pilot was actually better than the Clone Wars pilot, and I thought it was better than the Rebels pilot. Um, I would agree with you. On I, that, I really, I, I'm excited to see. Where where this goes, obviously these characters uh, will develop over time 
That's what always happens with these shows. But I'm excited. I think it's a good jumping off point as we move forward with uh, future episodes. Absolutely. And they, they really touch on different age groups. And it, I thought it was really well-rounded and, and excited to see more. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to tonight's episode. Absolutely. To, to see yeah. where it goes and as it continues on uh, throughout the, this season and hopefully many more seasons to come. So that's what we thought about uh, Star Wars uh, Resistance. What did you think? Feel free to send us a note and let us know what you thought about it. Right. On to our Disney Stories of the Week. We need to move through these quickly because we are long like we always are. But, <laughs> um, i, I got to stop saying that because we're just, it's just, we're on time. <laughs> anyway, let's get to, there was unfortunately a little bit of sad news in Disney Stories of the Week and mostly it dealt with park stuff. Um, the Disneyland Resort officially decided to cancel uh, the plans for the new upscale resort hotel this week. Uh, we knew that might be coming, but right. it official this week. This from WDW News Today. Disneyland Resort spokesman Liz Jagger made the following statement on the project. Uh, we quote, we've taken the time to review the economics of the proposed Four Diamond Hotel for Anaheim and have made the final decision to cancel the project. While this is disappointing for many, the conditions and agreements that stip- that stimulated these investment, this investment in Anaheim no longer exist and we must therefore adjust our long-term investment strategy. So, there you have it. You know, unfortunately, it's not going to come to fruition. You, you can blame Anaheim. You can blame Disney for doing some things differently. But either way, it, it's not happening. Right. So that's uh, that's too bad. Um, the, the hotel was going to be built to take advantage, if you didn't know already, uh, to advantage of a city of Anaheim tax incentive for building four-star hotels within the city. Program created in 2015 allowed Disney to retain, retain 70% of the occupancy tax visitors uh, occupancy tax visitors brought in uh, for the first 20 years of operation, but the city of Anaheim denied the incentive when Disney revised hotel plans, forcing Disney to rethink the building of the hotel. So that's what ended up um, basically cutting this thing off. Right. So what will be interesting to see now is what the next steps happen in that area because, uh, you know, they've closed down uh, the ESPN zone. They've closed down the Rainforest Cafe. They've closed down the AMC theaters there. There's a lot of the, uh, places that uh, were taking up that space. What do they do with that space? Um, they have reopened the Earl of Sandwich, right, so everybody right. cheer for that <laughs> because we love the Earl of Sandwich, so that's good. But it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with some of this other space right. that they have open right now. What, how do they develop it? Do they change it? Or does Disney come up? with new plans for something else there. Right. And Disney's always good at bouncing back with, you know, challenges and, you know, trying to put a positive look on this. Our fingers are crossed that the run Disney events Mm -hmm. will come back sooner than originally thought of. And so let's keep that thought in mind. That's what I'm thinking right now. And we'll see what they have when we're going to develop area over there. But I'm thinking now, once the parking garage gets done, Maybe we start seeing yeah. run Disney events back on the West Coast. Woo-hoo. I'm thinking maybe 2020. Maybe it kicks off with the uh, one of the Star Wars races out right. here in January of 2020. Hopefully, keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, we'll please, see. Please, please, please. Maybe earlier, but uh, <laughs> right. hopefully in 2020. We'd love to see the run Disney races come back to the West Coast. I know there's a lot of you out there that agree with us on yep. that. Speaking of that parking structure, the Disneyland Resort announced that the addition of a footbridge to their new parking structure that they're building currently right now so that's good news i mean i guess this has probably came out since they can't have the hotel there well we can do this thing that kind of helps some people out uh the parking garage is going to be a 6,500 space garage i will now off feature a pedestrian bridge over magic way 
So this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. The, this new bridge will connect visitors from the parking structure over Magic Way to the rest of the resort, allowing guests the option to stroll through downtown, the downtown Disney district to the theme park's main entrance. In addition, the new bridge eliminates the foot traffic crossing the street at Disneyland Drive and Magic Way, providing not only convenience, but also greater pedestrian safety, safety and better traffic circulation. If you don't know where that is, if you know the Disneyland Resort at all, uh, of course, uh, Disneyland Drive is the main strip there where the hotels uh, kind of line up on. And then Magic Way is kind of the turnoff you go to, like say if you're going to uh, the Disneyland Hotel to, to go park there. But if you do the walking path from where the current garage, the Mickey and Friends garage is now, you're crossing some streets there right. if, if, you're, if you're walking and not taking the tram in. So this bridge will, will eliminate that, that need and give you a little bit easier access. Right. This was great news. And I saw the, the rendition drawings and it looks great. So this is very, very exciting. Happy news. Happy news. Yes. So after some sad news, right. that is happy news. And I'm looking for, we do the walk a lot of times. Sometimes right. we don't catch the tram. We'd like to walk over and sometimes we'll go into the park, especially if we're going into Disneyland Park, we'll catch the monorail midway through downtown Disney, and that's going to make this much easier to accomplish right. uh, without having to stop at lights, take turn here, turn left, turn right. We're just going to walk right in. And right. I like that a lot. So that's yeah. good. So we went to happy news. We're, we're kind of we're, we're doing the roller coaster Ping here. Pong. Ping <laughs> pong. <laughs> sad news, happy news, and some possible sad news, but you can look at it how you want to look at it. It's possibly, eventually, be happy news. Uh, the sad news is that Spaceship Earth uh, reportedly is set to close for quite a while for some reimagining coming up here soon. Uh, this from WDW News Today, again, one of our favorite sites uh, to get Disney news. If you're looking for them, they're at WDWNT.com. They're on Twitter, they're on Facebook and everything. They, are, they do a lot of good stories out there. Anyway, this is from them. The, the overhaul will be so thorough that it will require the ride to close from early 2020 until the park's 40th anniversary in the second half of 2022. This is, again, this is not confirmed yet, but it's in many sites, so it looks like this might be what's going to happen. Uh, Spaceship Earth, this again from WDW News Today, Spaceship Earth is aging and it is about time for the entire ride track to be overhauled as well. Disney will use this opportunity to extend the length of the attraction with new load and unload areas that may not be in the same places that they are now. It also sounds like the current post-show building that houses Project Tomorrow will be removed and an entirely new structure built. Uh, the ride inside of Spaceship Earth will see a refreshing of all scenes leading up to the Industrial Revolution portion. That's the you know where the newspapers are being printed and the you know, young boys, extra, extra, extra. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, with the changes on the grand scale coming for every scene after that, which makes sense because you kind of got to update it because you know, you're kind of moving to what is the present right, now. Right, right. So they're going to refresh that. Uh, it says it, This uh, story also says that sources also indicate that the scene in the dome at the top of the attraction where guests look back at the Earth from space will be dr drastically reimagined, utilizing the latest in projection mapping technologies. Um, as far as the exterior of Spaceship Earth, they will indeed be working on setting up projection mapping there as well covering the entire geodesic sphere with projections during the ride's lengthy downtime and the redevelopment of the area around it. It should make for quite a nighttime display. I'm thinking they're going to do the Death Star again by that. <laughs> right. Because remember when they did that a couple of years yeah, back? Yeah, that, that was great. Fantastic. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm sad that it's closing. We like Spaceship. It's a mellow ride. We right. like it. It's a long ride. It's a nice way to cool down a bit. Yes. It is a little dated. It can use some refurbishing. I mean, we really go on that ride for the little fun thing that happens at the end, right. you know, and uh, we always get a kick out of that. But um, 
you know, it's going to be sad to see her go away, but at least we have a year here to enjoy her for a while, and then we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they reimagine it. Right, and, you know, it's, it's great u- reuse of space, you know. Oh, space. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? But, I mean, to reuse... She's punny and she doesn't I know, even know it. I know. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but really, to, just to, you know, refurbishing the rides, that's something Disney is um, always doing and always making the things fresh and new for people. And so that, you know, if you've seen it before, now you get to see something something else entirely different or slightly different, but, you know, much more imagineered. And this is, this is good news. Yeah. It's, it's sad for, you know, to be without it for a little while, but it's not like there's not tons of things to do yeah. and so I'm excited. Yeah, it's always sad when a, a attraction right. closes down for a period of time but in two years is a long time to wait for right, it but hopefully right. the, uh, the outcome of this will be will be good when it's all said and done and I, like I said I do think it needs some sprucing up so uh, I'm going to get out there and we're going to be out there coming up here uh, next year and we'll be going on Spaceship Earth a couple times in the right. current incarnation and we'll look forward to in 2022 if this is, story is true and I'm assuming it is uh, when it, with the new incarnation comes up the exactly. reimagining of it comes out. Yes. So. Uh, on to happier news. Uh, let's get to the holiday news because we're starting to get to that holiday season now. Uh, Disney announces its ultimate Christmas time vacation package at the Walt Disney World Resort. So if you're, I don't know if you know anything about this, but this is a total package just wrapped around the holidays at the Walt Disney World Resort. You get a lot of cool stuff with it. So here's what's coming up if you want to do this package this year. This is straight from the Disney Parks blog. Guests who purchase this package will enjoy a five-night stay at a select Disney Moderate, Disney Deluxe, or Disney Deluxe Villa Resort Hotel, checking in on December 17th and checking out on December 22nd, 2018. That includes four-day theme park tickets with park hopper option and some exclusive experiences at the Walt Disney World Resort during their stay. Here's how it breaks down. They have it scheduled for you. So not only can you have some time on your own at the parks, but here are the various different things that will be uh, you allowed to do along with the one price for this vacation package. On December 17th, you'll have exclusive nighttime access to Toy Story Land, Disney's uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, the land. And this is interesting. I actually, this is kind of fun news for everybody out there, whether you're doing this package or not, this land will celebrate its first holiday season with special decor guests can't miss. So even Toy Story Land is going to be decked out for Christmas. So that's cool. Uh, December 18th, you'll have tickets to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at the Magic Kingdom Park. Excellent. December 19th, exclusive access to select attractions at Disney's Animal Kingdom, including Avatar, Flight of Passage, Navi River River Journey, Expedition Everest, and Dinosaur, and there will be a showing of Rivers of Light. So that is cool. Very cool. December 20th, exclusive early morning shopping access to World of (laughs) Disney Store and the Disney Springs Christmas Tree Trail because you have to get your Christmas shopping done. What better place to do it than at the Walt Disney World Resort at Disney Springs at World of Disney Store. Yes. Uh, So you can get your shopping done. They'll also uh, have some free hot chocolate and cotton candy for you while you're out Mm -hmm. there, while you're doing the uh, Disney Springs Christmas Tree Trail. And there's so many great Christmas trees all over the resort. But there they have a bunch of them real close together. It's a really kind of cool place to walk through. Uh, December 21st, an exclusive holiday-themed buffet dinner in World Showplace Events Pavilion at Epcot to wrap it all up. A nice, tidy little bow. And then, of course, you also have your tickets so you can go to the parks during the day and everything. So it's really cool. Um, so here's again from the Disney Parks blog. Because theme park admission is included in this package, guests will be able to truly enjoy the holidays at our theme parks with 
all our other guests, including a frozen holiday wish at Magic Kingdom Park, the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays at Epcot, Flurry of Fun festivities, and the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam, which we like, at the Disney Hollywood Studios, the Diwali Holiday Editions uh, to Up a great bird adventure at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, and much more. Um, so really a lot of cool stuff. Uh, again, this offer can be booked uh, beginning on, uh, it can be booked between October 22nd and December 2nd. Prices vary depending on, of course, what type of resort you're staying at, whether it be a moderate, whether it be a deluxe, whatever it may be. But just for a base number, they put one uh, base number out there that if you're a family of four, you can do this package starting at $178 per person per night, for example, in a garden view room at Disney's Port Orleans Riverside Resort. So that would be a total package of $3,500, which isn't Horrible when you consider the park tickets right. and all these exclusive events that you get to go to. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's not it's not it's really not a horrible a, price. No, it's not. So no. if, if you're thinking about going out there at th- this time, you may want to look into this package. Really kind of cool. And it hits all the highlights yeah, of the holidays yes. out there. And we're going to be talking more holiday news next week. Next so that's week. a nice... Uh, Preview. We'll be doing a lot of holiday news next week. Right. Uh, one more holiday news story I wanted to get to here is that D23, our favorite uh, fan club, Disney, Disney's official fan club, it's inviting guests at the Walt Disney World Resort to learn how to build their own gingerbread houses. Now, I know. Yes. This is like you're, you're trying yeah. to figure out how we, you can plan this out now. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think it's going to run into your schedule when you can get out there, but here's what it is. Uh, this is straight from the D23 website. Uh, D23 Gold members visiting the Walt Disney World Resort are in for a real treat, quote-unquote, <laughs> this holiday season in celebration of the 20th anniversary of the famous life-size gingerbread house. D23 invites a limited number of Disney fans to attend an exclusive gingerbread workshop at Disney's Grand Floridian wow. Hotel and Spa. Nice. So here's the deal. D23 Gold members and Gold family members, along with their friends and family, will get to build and decorate a gingerbread house alongside a Walt Disney World bakery team expert. In addition, attendees will enjoy a behind-the-scenes look at how the life-size gingerbread house at Disney's Grand Floridian Hotel and Spa is created, plus how more holiday favorite sweet treats come to life around the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, it's kind of a cool thing. It's only one day that you can do this. Uh, it's going to be on, uh, it's going to be on, where is it? Saturday, December 15th. So if you're going to be out there for this time, you may want to, and you're a gold member or a gold family member, you may want to look into this. Here's the pricing for this. It's one price for your group. So if you're a gold member, a gold uh, member, you can uh, pay for you and one guest. This pot price is $225. Uh, you get one D23 exclusive gingerbread house kit baked by the Walt Disney World pastry team. You get light tableside treats for up to two guests plus hot cocoa, two D23 exclusive travel mugs, and two custom-created D23 gifts created exclusively for this holiday event. If you're going to do it with a family, so up to three members, with the, the, right. the, if you're a gold family member, up to three guests, that's $350. And you get one, again, you get the same one gingerbread house kit. Uh, you get the light tableside treats for up to four guests plus hot cocoa, two of the mugs, and also two of the custom gifts. Uh, and, of course, you can take the gingerbread house you build with you when you're done with it. Uh, like I said, it only happens one day, Saturday, December 15th. Uh, the party starts at 1 p.m. and will last approximately two hours. 
Passes for this go on sale tomorrow morning. Again, we're recording this on Sunday, October 14th. So the passes go on sale on Monday, October 15th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern at d23.com. So if you're interested in this, you may want to hop on that tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. And, you know, we've gone out to the Grand Floridian and enjoyed you know, the the life-size gingerbread house. We've bought the shingles and, you know, it's like, how many can I fit in this suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a great experience out there. We are going to talk a lot more about the holidays out right. there, but the gingerbread houses, we will, it will be one of the big things we bring up next week. Exactly. Um, next week, we're actually going to talk about that and I'll, I'll go over that more in a little bit, but uh, that is really cool stuff and uh, that's a really interesting event. I wish we were going to be out there for that time because I think I would jump. It's not a bad price. You know, yeah. when you think about what an exclusive event, you get all these treats and you get some special I mean, you know, the, I mean, it's seen, when you just see it right off the bat, when I first saw it, I was thinking it was uh, $225 per person. I'm like, that's a little crazy, yeah. you know, but just $225 for, for a group of two yeah. or $350 for a group of up to four, it's not, not a crazy price. Yeah. So a lot of fun nice. for a really special event you can do while you're out there. One more note, and it's just a quick note that I just want to bring up because I think it's a really special thing, and we really feel for all those uh, victims of Hurricane Michael out there. Exactly. We've seen the devastation. It's been terrible, and uh, it was really great news this week when Disney stepped up and they donated $1 million to help the disaster victims of Hurricane Michael. Uh, the contribution to aid in relief efforts across Florida's Gulf Coast region and other areas impact- impacted by Hurricane Michael. The donation will support disaster response and recovery efforts through throughout the Florida disaster through the Florida disaster fund. So um, yeah. really feel for you. If any of you out there were um, impacted by this, Michelle's been in something very similar to this. Right, right. House um, destroyed with yeah. Hurricane Andrew. So I can totally understand what people went through and what they're going to be going through for a long time, how it's very uh, disruptive. However, that is great that Disney did you know, um, make that donation. That's yeah. amazing, and that's great. So anyway, our, our thoughts and prayers are out there for Absolutely. all of you out there yes. that have been impacted by this and all the storms that came, uh, you know, Florence earlier that uh, went through uh, a lot of the South Carolina, Virginia area and right. such, you know. All of the people that have been affected by these things, um, we feel for you, and um, we're sending out our love to you. Absolutely, yes. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. Oh, we have one, have more. one more. Michelle has a Disney story. <laughs> I, I always forget. She tells me I have a Disney story. And I'm like, oh, I got to move on. I know. No. <laughs> Michelle has a Disney story. I always love because she always has fun, interesting Disney stories. Reminding her, I'm like, oh, place is closed. No. <laughs> this place is opening. I know. Nick, next time we do the podcast, remind me to bring tissue or something. <laughs> no, she just always, has the, just she always has the really great stories. So, Michelle, please, let's hear your story of the week. All right. Well, thanks, honey. So, last night we were watching. Toy Story. And interestingly, we were talking about how revolutionary it was for the world of animation. And you didn't know what the story is that I was preparing for today, but it kind of went along with that. So um, this week, uh, the Disney Studios did a new first, and they debuted it in the U.S. at the New York Film Festival, which was their first virtual reality short film. Oh, I did hear a little something about this. Cycle. It's called Cycle. Um, The movie was directed by Jeff Gibson, and he worked on Frozen and Zootopia and Moana. Um, So he said the the movie is loosely based on his childhood, where he spent time with his grandparents. And interestingly, he he was um, also trained as an architect. So he talks about how buildings end up having a life of their own just by all the occupants that come in. And so um, it does sound like it's going to be a very emotionally driven, um, the, it is an emotionally driven um, short. And just to, as a little uh, 
warning. If you go out there, it's amazing that people are putting spoilers out there. So no. I know. I hate that. I know. I was surprised. But anyways, you know, what, what was really interesting is um, it's just kind of the process. So um, he admitted that storyboarding was going to be a big challenge because the way they do storyboards is on a very, you know, two-dimensional surface. Sure. And so how do you develop a storyboard for a virtual reality type of um, of a, a show? So they really ended up getting, you know, a lot of different techniques together. Um, some of these things I'm really not clear of what they are, but there's quill VR painting techniques, motion capture, and use of sculptures. Mm -hmm. And mm. Um, so... But they said the biggest hurdle, though, was creating this immersive environment that didn't um, distract or overwhelm the viewers from really engaging in the storyline. So mm. I thought th those were some really unique issues that, you know, had never been addressed before in the world of animation and Disney's being on the forefront of this. So, um, like I said, they it is supposedly a very emotional story. Their producer, who was Lauren Brown, was quoted to say, I remember that every time he, Gibson, would pitch it around the studio, we would get people crying just hearing about <laughs> it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And Gibson himself said it's an emotionally driven film expressing the real ups and downs, happy and sad moments in life. Um, but again, I think just the, the whole issue of the that they really are are on the forefront of looking at what virtual reality can offer in terms of entertainment and saying how can that cross into the realm of their animation. And so I want to kind of end up with two one of his quotes that Gibson said is that um, executives and studio leadership noted there's excitement around the film in VR and that they're seeing there there's potential for connecting story and stories with audiences in a new way. He's not really saying what's coming up next or if there is. He's kind of holding that close to the chest. But he did say that I think it's cool that this studio does features that gets us so excited, but also takes time to explore new spaces. And that's what he loves about Disney. Wow. Very cool. Right, right. So, you know, I just, you know, it was really kind of funny that we were watching and making those comments about Toy Story last night. But it, it is awesome seeing the Disney company and the Disney studios really looking and seeing, you know, what else can they do to help, you know, grow and enrich the world of animation. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad they're, you know, trying to take, you know, get to the forefront and seeing what's out there and what the future might be. Uh provide as far as animation so that's yeah. uh, that's really great and um yeah yeah so that was just featured last week at the new york film festival it had an other uh external to the united states release earlier but this mm -hmm. was the first u.s release cool yeah so now i have to get uh, maybe this along with my vader immortal uh, <laughs> right the thing that i was talking about was it last week the week before whatever it is that uh, the the new VR Star Wars game that's coming out. So maybe I will. I thought I'd never get involved in virtual reality, but maybe I need to start looking at that differently. Right. So. Well, and some of the things we've talked about, too, is how movie theaters are, you know, really needing to revisit how do they make sure people are coming in. I mean, with so much content out there that you can get, you know, at home that, you know, what are some of the things that they can do to continue to draw people in? And this would be another avenue. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like if you think of how Walt had um, movie theaters bring in specific sound equipment for Fantasia, this is kind of on that same pathway right, right. for the Disney studios. Really interesting stuff. Really cool stuff. Cool story. Thank you. I like that. I'm glad I didn't skip over you. I'm glad you, you know, <laughs> went and slugged me in the arm there to make sure that you know, I don't forget you. <laughs> 
that last night. I said, don't forget, I have Yeah, I know. <laughs> this morning she reminded me again, but I'm such an absent-minded person that I just, I know, you have to plow on here and just moving along. So uh, I'm glad we got to that story. So uh, thank, you. thank you for that story, Michelle. And Thanks. Now we're going to keep on with Michelle because we move on to our vacation tips segment of the week. And we always go to Michelle first because one, she's wonderful. She's fantastic, (laughs) but she also has the best tips. So we want to lead you off with a really good tip on our vacation tip. So here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, thank you, baby. So kind of going along with the theme of the Disney cruise, I thought what could be a great tip? And I actually have two little tips on that. Um, The first one and People may already know this, but if you haven't done a cruise before, want to let you know you can order as many entrees as you want at oh, yeah. each dinner seating. You and know, do right and do. If you know, not, if you can't decide between the two entrees, order them both. You don't have to eat all of both of them, right? But order them both. Maybe you'll like one more than the other, right? And the second tip, as it relates to the Disney cruise, and you touched a little bit about this on some of the aspects of what makes the Disney cruise unique, is their uh, the rooms, the cabins, I should say, layout and size, and the fact that they do have a sitting area with a couch that converts into a bed, um, and the fact that they do have the split bathroom is, you know, if you are looking to go on a family cruise on the Disney Cruise Line, and you do want to try to cut some costs. Having a balcony is not a necessity. Mm-mm. You know, if you just to let you know, the cabin sizes, the regular cabin sizes compared to to the regular balconies, um, are the same size in terms of the room size. So the if you when you're upgrading to a balcony or purchasing a balcony cabin, your the extra room is is all balcony. So if you really do want to you know, try to reduce some costs for you or save some costs, you will be just as comfortable without a balcony. They have the great large uh, window views and there's a lot to do outside on deck. So you don't have to feel claustrophobic or anything, but um, we've done it mm-hmm. both ways. We've but we certainly enjoyed uh, our experiences when we didn't have a balcony and it was just as comfortable and fun. So those are the two Disney cruise related tips that I Yeah, especially like, let's say if you're going to Alaska. I mean, the balcony is great for when you're in certain areas in Alaska, but it can get pretty chilly outside. You only can stay outside, uh, you know, with the wind blowing for certain periods of time, you know, even all bundled up. uh, Sometimes it's nice just to have that window to look out. And it is a big window. Like you said, it's a big, giant porthole window, a lot of these are. And And I actually have a funny story. For the first time, I got a balcony room on the Disney cruise. And, um, I was traveling with my son, and he was a toddler at the time. And I went on the balcony. We had, it was at Castaway Key, and I just went to check it out and see what looked like outside. And he locked me out onto oh. the balcony. <laughs> so that was a scary moment. Yeah. So <laughs> at that moment, I was like, "Oh, why did I get a balcony?" Yeah. But, but no, balconies are great, and I don't want to How deter did you get anybody. Back in? <laughs> I did finally, you know get his attention to um because he hadn't locked it completely he just pushed just enough it enough that it. i couldn't open it um and he was able to unlock and eventually it. someone would have come to make up that's the room right. or whatever oh, he yeah. gotten out yeah. there eventually right right maybe he just wanted to lock you out so he can get his own mickey bar or I, something. No, I don't know, right? yes he's going to get one of those cinnamon pretzels that's right 
That's funny. That's funny. Um, but yeah, both uh, those are definitely good tips. And yes, the uh, the 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 window state rooms, and even some of the inside state rooms, especially mm-hmm. now that they have the the video kind of projector porthole right. in some of the inside state rooms on the uh, the two newer ships, uh, they're all great too. I mean, really, there there are great cabins, almost all of them, aboard a Disney cruise. So if you want to do it and you're afraid of the money to you know splurge on a balcony or whatever else may be, um, those cabins are not bad. And there's a lot of size in there for you know because they know they're bringing in families. Right. So. Uh, it's a very important thing. Good tip, Michelle. As Thank always, you. Michelle always has the best tips. Oh, you're sweet. My tip of the week is actually about tips, um, as in tipping on a Disney cruise. <laughs> oh, I'm sticking to tipping good. on a Disney cruise. So, um, just to let you know, if you haven't been on a Disney cruise before, um, what they do, the standard policy is it's $12 per person per day. They'll take that right out of your uh, shipboard account. Um, so, it's $4 that go to the server, $3 that go to the assistant server, $1 that goes to the head server, and $4 that go to your stateroom host or hostess. Um, so, that is standard right. for every day. Um, per person per day. Per person per day, yes. Um, so that's not just for, you know, the whole cruise. That's for the whole thing. But, you know, one thing that you need to know about this is that um, you don't, it's it's just a guideline. You do not have to pay that if you don't want to. Now, you can go in there and you can, uh, at any time during your cruise, you can have them take it down to giving these people less. You can even pick out individuals to do less. Or you can go up and say, look, these guys are all great, or my server is great, or my stateroom host hostess is great, and you can boost up theirs. Um, Or you can just pay the normal amount, and at the end, if you like one over the other, you can stuff a little extra cash in there uh, for this person or that. Uh, So, you know, you can kind of, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, this is just kind of what they expect and what's, if you want to leave it just as they are, that's fine, but you can adjust them how you want. Um, another way we found to do with tipping is one, you know, when they do room service or whatever, that's usually a dollar or two dollars for room service when they come in. But when we find somebody who does great stuff for us, a lot, one of the things that we've done in the past is we've gone on to, like, say, uh, you know, a little store like Trader Joe's right. or something like that and got up a bunch of snacks. And we brought those. And not only do we give them a cash tip, but we'll also give them, like, you know, some cookies. Or, you know, some sort of special chocolates or something like that. A lot of these uh, crew members, these cast members, um, you know, they... They rarely get, they they never really get a full day off. A, a day off for them is usually like a half day. And then they're, they're rushing into port and trying to get things done and maybe calling family and whatever else. So they can't always collect a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, and they don't get a lot of the little special treats. So, you know, when you provide them these special treats, um, it's right. really nice for them. And, you know, even if it's not something they necessarily like, they may be able to trade with somebody else who has something they like or whatever, you know. It really opens up some different ways to kind of reimburse and, and treat these people that are treating you so well on the cruise in a different way. Right. Absolutely. That is a great tip. And, you know, we've had experiences where for some reason or another, we weren't able to go to the dining room quite as much. And we had a lot of uh, room service and started getting to talk to the person who was taking our order and ended up um, getting sending some treats back for that person as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways that you can, uh, you know, as they, as they give us some of the, the pixie dust and magic and magical moments that that you can easily do for them as well. And it's certainly well-deserved because they really do go 
so so much out of their way to make sure we're all having a great vacation. Absolutely, absolutely. Just a few more guidelines on tipping, so you kind of know when you, if, if it's your first Disney cruise. Um, on your drinks, whenever you're ordering a beverage, there's a 15% automatic gratuity onto that. You can decide if you want to add more to it if the the, the person that serves it to you is is going over and above. But just so you know, you don't have to add a tip onto there. It's already on there. Same with spa services, 18% right. automatically on spa services. Uh, if you're going and doing a concierge cabin, uh, you will get a con- they they do not give you a set amount to tip a concierge host. Uh, you will get an envelope at the end of your sailing. Uh, it's completely up to you on what you want to tip them. You can tip them nothing, or you can tip them, with some people tip them hundreds of dollars. It kind of really depends on what kind of service they provided. If they didn't, if they did just some basic things, maybe you just give them a little bit. But if they went over and above, like we, we did, we were in concierge, we had our, our vow renewal, and our concierge went over and above to make sure our vow renewal uh ceremony was really special and so we gave her a little extra because uh, she did such a great job on that but it's completely up to you on what you want to tip your concierge but it's just not really anywhere you can't really find a definite number anywhere online so it's it's, all over the map when you go online to look up that right so just kind of I always say just Tip with your conscience. Right. What would do you feel comfortable with the service they provided you tipping um, them? Right. So, those are just some tipping guidelines. Very so, nice. Um, yeah. Very nice. Tip on tips. Tip on tips. That was a great idea. On the Disney cruise, because this was the Disney cruise episode that yes. we've gone. Wow, this may be our longest episode. Yeah, it's amazing. I never thought we'd go this long ever on an episode, <laughs> but of course, I never thought we'd get to 20 episodes either. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so well, let's quickly wrap this up because we've been going for so long. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. Next week, we've already touched on the holiday season a little bit in our stories and a couple other things, but uh, we know it's not even Halloween yet, but we are going to be doing holidays at the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort next week. Right, right. And um, again, if you're listening to this podcast today on Sunday, October 14th, 14th, thank you, um, tonight on Freeform, they're going to be having uh, Decorating Disney Halloween Magic. We we saw last year's episode about the Christmas holiday decorating, so it really is a fun way to watch the -the behind-the-scenes magic that takes place to convert the parks into the holiday. So this one is on uh, the Halloween. Yeah, I think they're also replaying it. I think I saw it. it was on the 16th, too. So if you Great. got this a little too late to see it, you didn't get to set it, record, whatever, uh, I think it's also being replayed on the 16th. It might be replayed again, too. But I think when I was looking at it, that's on the 16th. So, yeah. Um, so that's it. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, I've told you about some different ways we'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast, on the web, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can email us, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. We love that this is an interactive show, and we'd love to hear from you as much as possible. Yes, and thanks so much for people who shared a lot for our episode this week. We really appreciated all the great information about Disney Cruise Line and what things you like about Disney Cruise Line. And we hope you all listening today would feel compelled to reach out to us because we, we do want to give you credit and share some of the great ideas that you have as well. Absolutely, absolutely. We love hearing from all our Hyperion adventurers out there. You guys are all fantastic. So... And you found us today. If you want to find us in the future, we're on the 1057max.com website under the Max Plus tab. We're also on the Max FM app. You can find us on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. And you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And if you didn't hear the announcement at the beginning of the show, we're now also on Spotify. Just make it that much easier for you to find us. 
And if you get a chance, please just give us a quick little rating. Just click on the little stars. You know, I don't care. You know, five star. Five star. I don't care what you put. Five star. I don't care. Four star. Three star. Five star. Five star. Love um, the subliminal message. Right. But, you know, whatever you feel is appropriate is fine. And if you even give a little more time, uh, please give us a review. It really, really will help others just like you to find us out there. And we want to grow this Hyperion Adventurer family into even a larger, one more wonderful Hyperion right. Adventurer family. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening once again to the Hyperion Adventures podcast, the 20th episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. And until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.